Are you a caregiver? Or do you have a loved one who is aging and you or they might have questions that need to be answered? We have some answers that might help. This is Aging Life Network with Nancy Oriola. Today, you'll hear from experts and others related to the field of aging who will bring you answers, best practices, and tips for helping your loved one navigate this new part of life. Now, here is your host, Nancy Oriola. Hi there, this is Nancy, and I am joined today with award-winning author Heidi Herman, who is um, has recently published her newest of many books on With the Butter, Spread More Living into Everyday Life. Um, I titled this show Aging Well, Keep Moving, Keep Doing, Keep Living. You know, so often we think of, uh, or, you know, a lot of the conversations about aging well so often center around exercise, nutrition, and those are very important things. But in these days of COVID, there's been a lot more attention put on our mental health. And I would suggest that Heidi's book really feeds well into um, adding vitality to your life in a way that improves your overall mood and happiness factor and even activity factor in a way that's different from exercise. Um, so that will be kind of a, um, a thing of interest to many people that um, you can uh, be well uh, from other things, not just exercise, but from the things you do in your everyday life. And so thank you, Heidi, for joining me today and discussing your newest book. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. You know, um, this book is, gosh, you've been writing for several years now and um your newest book is different from many of the others that you've written. So much of what you've done uh, has been related to um, your heritage, Scandinavian and Icelandic culture. Um, And um, this newest book really is quite a jag. You've also done some um, novel, you've done a novel, Um, You completed the work that you and your mother were working on when she passed away. And we're going to talk a little bit about your mother here as we start our conversation, because really what makes your book so unique is um, how you were inspired by your mother and um, those last couple of years of her life. So I would love to hear more about your mother and her adventures before her death. She just sounds like she was really an extraordinary woman. So in honor of her, let's start with her. Okay. I, I love talking about her. She was, she was such a wonderful person and in some ways, so very unique. And in other ways, she was uh, a wonderful model for many of us to follow. Um, she, she never wanted to think of herself as unique, you know, um, on her website. Uh, she used to say she had the extraordinary life of nobody special. She so, had her own website. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went, once she started uh, publishing books and writing, um, she had started out wanting to tell the story of growing up in Iceland. And so she wrote a childhood memoir 
to go from the time that she was 10 to about 18 when she met my father at a USO dance in Iceland where he was stationed during World War II. So that's how they met and ended up uh, her immigrating to the United States. But her family for a thousand years back to the time of the settlement has always been Icelandic. And uh, she met my father and moved to the United States. And after she published her book on growing up in Iceland, Mm -hmm. there were so many elements in there about the culture and the stories that I uh, wanted to share more of that. And so I wrote children's books on the folklore of the Yule Lads, there are trolls from Christmas, um, Mm -hmm. and the hidden people, and the monster worm. And I thought they were wonderful stories, and I wanted to share those. So my first three books were children's books and folklore books about Iceland. Um, And then uh, she and I did a cookbook together to translate and uh, present some Icelandic recipes in English. Um, she had always wanted to write young adult fiction, so she started working on a couple of young adult fiction, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, ah, that sounds great, and I wanted to write a novel. So we kind of like... Uh, Became writing, <laughs> writing buddies. <laughs> we did. We did. So she wrote uh, her novels, and, and I wrote mine, and... Um, As we traveled around and started speaking at Scandinavian events, and we always found ways to work fun activities in with that, everyone was always so impressed at her vitality and her being out at these events and talking to people and the adventures we had in between. Um, she and, went out. And we should, I'm sorry to interrupt. We should say she was 90 what at the time? 90. Well, when when uh, she published her first book, she was 88. I see. Okay. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by the time she was 90, 91, uh, we started doing a lot of festivals. My father had recently passed away, and she lived with me and then would travel and spend time with many of her other nine children. <laughs> so they kept her very busy. <laughs> But everyone understood how much she loved to do things and go. And it was great visiting the grandkids and that. But when she went to Utah, my sister gave her a tandem paragliding experience. And so she went paragliding. And uh, when she turned 90, uh, she was visiting her daughter in Minnesota and they took the opportunity to zip line the Mall of America for her 90th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's, that was just commonplace. You know, whoever she was visiting, wherever she was at, it was like, wow, what is there to do here? And where can we mm-hmm. explore and where can we hike? And mm-hmm. that sort of led to her um, 93 new experiences between her 93rd and 94th birthday, because everybody kept saying, oh my gosh, you're, you're amazing. And how do you do this? And where do you get this energy from? And there were times she was like, oh, for goodness sake, I don't understand. You're alive. You have energy. You can move around. Why doesn't everybody do this? And I said, mom, maybe you just need to motivate them. Show them that you're never too old to try something new. And that's really where that year was born. 
and we had a fabulous time. It was wonderful. So she did all these wonderful things, and you went along and photographed, and and um, and the two of you took notes, and and was the plan always at the end of that to write a book um, about it, or did that evolve over time as well? It, it definitely evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I was present for about half of those new experiences, mm-hmm. and the other half, it was others of her uh, sons or daughters or uh, mm-hmm. A couple was through grandchildren and that. So mm-hmm. at the end of that year, you know, people had been following her because we posted it on Facebook and Instagram and she had all this social media and she did a lot of the posting herself. Yeah. And even that was one of her new experiences was actually doing a go live on Facebook um, at 93. She's like, I got to figure this out because it's important. Um, But once the year was done, people said, well, what are you going to do next? And she thought, well, first, we need to get all these experiences in a book to share them. So she and I were working on this book when um, she did pass away. And I'm going to say unexpectedly, because I know most people would think at 94 years old, you can't really pass away unexpectedly because at 94, you almost expect it. Absolutely not. Not in her life. She was so vital and vivacious and active that many people were almost shocked. Surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. It, w- it was a very sudden stroke. So uh. um, I did go through the process of, okay, now we have a book that's half done. And I had to sort of figure out what to do. And it because she did not finish writing all of her thoughts, I had to go with what I had. And it turned into a fabulous photo journal um, with some things she wrote a lot about and some things she maybe wrote one sentence. Um, but it was so awesome. And once I had it all put together, I just felt like something was missing because it was a wonderful Um, inspirational book where when you look at it, you think, wow, this lady was amazing. What a cool life. But as I looked at it, I thought what's missing is the primer for people to copy this. And I wanted people to be able to say, she was cool and I want to live my life like that. And this is how I do it. So that's where On With the Butter came from. And, and on with the butter is a is a term borrowed from Icelandic culture. It it is it is it's a common expression, um, almost like we would say "get the lead out" or "get a move on" or um, it's "aframetsmorded" and translates to "on with the butter," and it it means to to forge ahead or to continue or keep moving, and yes. that's one thing that Mom always said is no matter what, just keep moving, just keep moving, keep that body going, you know, don't don't get in the rocking chair and get sit-itis. Sit-itis, that's great, <laughs> right, right, and and from, yeah, what I've heard of her, it's get, keep the body and the mind moving. She was, she was, uh, your book talks about learning new things, um, um and and we talked before the 
I just, I love all of the, um, the many titles, Walk on the Wild Side, and some of my favorites, um, Be Bold, um, yeah, Be a Hometown Tourist. I mean, how many of us, the only time we ever visit anything local or explore anything local is when we have out-of-town guests. Mm-hmm. Food is in here. Uh, you know, it's just very motivational and inspirational. A great, um, a great book. As I said before the show, I mean, certainly for older adults, um, retired adults, people pre-retirement, but um, some of us, um, even at my age, 65, um, are still working and um, and need to add some of this to our life, um, playfulness and exploration. And as I told you, as I was reading it, I was calling friends saying, oh, we've got to do this. It was, it, I love the fact that you offer very, very specific um, suggestions and experiences that people can explore. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Like we were talking about before we started is that uh, there is so much to do in life and sometimes we get so involved in everyday life and the routine that we kind of forget about having fun or trying something new and it just adds to that whole life experience. I mean, it's, it's very common. Many people will say, nobody ever laid on their deathbed and said, ugh, I didn't spend enough time at work. Or, right. oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I should have done more, uh, mm. I you know. saved more money. <laughs> yeah. We, we always regret, oh, I should have taken that vacation. I wish I had finished reading that series of books or, you know, just having fun with that. But sometimes we just need a little help in finding those ideas on what to do. And so that really was what I wanted to accomplish with this book is there are lots of books out there. As we talked about before, there's lots of books that will tell you how to save money for retirement, how Mm -hmm. to preserve your money during retirement, how to live more frugal, how to plan a vacation, how how to add exercise and focus. Mm-hmm. But that whole once you are in retirement or once you're you've kind of realized I've got a routine of work, now I need to add more life to my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how do you do that? And that really was the inspiration for this book. Oh, okay, if you like to be outside, here you can go hiking, you can go bird watching, you can pick up pine cones in and make crafts out of them. You can um, volunteer uh, at the, the parks or the zoo or, you know, there's, there's so many different ideas that have to do with the outdoors. And then there's so many different ideas having to do with, like you said, food or traveling or volunteering. And that's what we tried to do in each chapter of this book, it's a whole different segment of activities. Um, So whatever appeals to you, you can kind of take a little piece of it and say, ah, 
I love that idea. I totally want to do that. And others of them, you're going to say, wow, yeah, I don't see me ever doing that. (laughs) Right, right. Yes. And so your mother inspired you and you out of, you know, finishing her book, felt like you wanted to inspire others um, the way she inspired you to become more adventurous in your life and, and uh, to bring in more vitality and um, more action, more moving, moving, doing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Life is an experience and you only get the one. So, Go, do, see, read, feel, share, all of it. And I I think too often for people who um, have spent their life, you know, working, um, you know, a lot of um, the boomer experience um, was a work culture, uh, career, particularly for women, career was big for a lot of women, Um, and then children and, you know, took up the rest of the time. It's so, you know, um, I know a lot of older women, for a lot of older women, it becomes what What about me? What do I want? What inspires me? What excites me? Um, because it's always been for everyone else. And I, I imagine it's that way for a lot of men as well. You've spent your whole life concerned about the money and the support and the job. And um, so, at the end of the day, um, people might say, how often do you hear, you know, well, some people in retirement say, how could I have ever work? Um, you know, I don't have enough time. But, but other people really don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. so much, sometimes so much of our identity is wrapped up in our career and mm-hmm. who we are who our friends are, mm-hmm. and what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just part of the job. Yes. Well, and I know um, the Scandinavian culture is very important to you and has been for many years um, through your mother and through your own work. When We've got to take a break. When we come back, I'd love to talk about how those cultural influences influence this book that you've written. So we'll be right back. I'm here with Heidi Herman, um, award-winning author, and we're talking about her new book, On With the Butter. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation, offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, 
offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Before I forget, Heidi, uh, well, I'm here with Heidi Herman, um, author of her newest book, On With the Butter. Uh, and before I forget, um, you have a website, um, HeidiHerman.com, mm-hmm. www. So yes. there people can explore and see what other books you've written and uh, read a little bit more about this book. But your book is available on Amazon, I imagine. Yes, it's available yeah. on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Apple and pretty much all online retailers or local bookstores where you buy your books. Oh, good. I just wanted to make sure we don't forget that part. So before we left, I had mentioned um, you've written a lot about Icelandic and Scandinavian culture, particularly, you know, your your children's books and the folklore and the stories. And I, um, I wondered as I was reading this book, how um, the, that culture influenced you while writing this book. Can you talk about that? I think, I think a lot of the philosophies that I learned from my mom about how to approach life Uh, Once I became an adult and I started traveling to Iceland and getting to know it, I really recognized it. And then I could really see um, in the folklore and how children are taught to view the world and to interact with things. It's like, wow, the Scandinavian mindset, particularly Icelandic, is very different than the United States, or at least how I was raised, and it is an appreciation for the land and just independence and taking care of things. And one of the common expressions, besides on with the butter, uh, federatist, it will all work out okay. And it's just an approach to life on, don't stress about it. It's okay, you are responsible, you work hard, you take care of things, but don't borrow worries from tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to come either way, but just focus on what needs to be done today. And when the moment comes, enjoy it and take time to smell the roses and uh, explore. And I think my mom used to say she really had that Viking explorer spirit. And for the longest time, I thought maybe it was just her. Um, But when I went to visit in Iceland and I realized that one of my uncles, who was at that time 80, 82, perhaps, his daughter would take him out to the mountains and he would hang out there for the weekend 
by himself. He would have his tent and his backpack and whatever. And that's what he loved to do. And his children did not discourage that because I know a lot of times in America, we have this desire to really take care of our elders, which is fabulous. It's, it's wonderful, but sometimes it, it limits their independence and it limits what they want to do. And my mom would see that sometimes if someone realized that she was 90, they would want to take her arm and, and, and take her, um, kind of kind of by the elbow and lead her along and you know be careful on these stairs and she's like I'm fine I can run up and down these stairs if I want to and it's it's nice it's wonderful but it's a fine line where you have to support the independence and support the movement because that movement again is so important we do lots of exercise but just the the act of walking to the mailbox you know, just to, to stay moving. But a lot of that, I think, does go back to that Scandinavian outlook on life and just movement and being outside. And I don't know, maybe some of that comes from in the wintertime when it gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon and the sun doesn't <laughs> come up until 11 o'clock the next day. Hey, in the summertime, you stop work. Literally, you you know, stores close when it's a beautiful summer day. You go outside and enjoy it. And wow, to just have that sort of innate mindset to say, when it's a nice day outside, you go outside and play. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think that um, um, unfortunately, your mother was pretty unique, although there, there are many, many seniors who um, start things at 75 and, you know, marathon runners. And um, I have a, a presentation I've given about late life planning. And I, I do want to send you some of the pictures and of folks that are doing amazing things um, oh, fabulous. in their life. And um, and starting it late in life. I mean, as your the book you finished for your mother is called Never Too Late, and I think you know that that is true. It's never too late to start. And I also agree with you that um, in American culture, um, and particularly adult children, begin to see their parent as old at probably often a younger age than the parent themselves see themselves as old. But I think then um, the older adult does begin to buy into that thinking and what does old mean? You know, I always say old is 10 years older than whatever age I am, but, but, you know, old has all those stereotypes connected with it. Yes. And if we buy into that, um, we really, you know, life can become very dull. And and um, I think adult children worry a lot about safety, like dad out in the woods backpacking at 82. I can see some adult children having just total panic. What if, what if, what if? Exactly. And- but... Sometimes it's it's interesting if you think about what it was like when you, as as a child, uh, perhaps were 
preteen, mid-teen, and, or even younger. You know, the first time you are arguing with mom, why can't I cross the street? Why can't I ride my bike two blocks down? Or why can't I stay out past the street lights coming on? It's because mom was concerned about our safety. And we constantly wanted to buck against that saying, I'm a, I'm a big kid now. I can take care of it. Or you right. stop trying to baby me. And even when you get your driver's license and you're taking your car out for the first time, all these rules and restrictions are there for our safety. And now, you know, the roles are reversed. And now it's the kids talking to the parents. Well, no, I don't think you should go on that road trip with your friend down to Florida. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what if you have car trouble or, you know, are you sure you want to go for that hike or, you know, maybe you shouldn't be skydiving. They have indoor skydiving. You don't have to jump out of a plane. But, you know, it's it's this mindset and it's not bad. It's it's caretaking and it's it's concern and it comes from a place of love. But mm-hmm. it's it's a fine line. It's a balance, definitely. Well, I think what I love about On With the Butter, your new book, is that um, you know, people like your mother shouldn't be the exception. And, exactly. Yes. And, and so f- um, this book is very motivating. There's a lot of um, a lot of the narrative is meant to be inspirational and motivational, uh, and and that's what I enjoyed. That um, that thinking as I was reading it, thinking, oh, this is possible. And then I thought, you know, why is it you don't want to go on that roller coaster? I really have resisted. I mean, I've been on them as a young person, but, you know, when we took our child to Las Vegas and that roller coaster that goes out over the strip. Yes. Was, oh, yeah. yes. I was like, there is no way you're getting me on that. Or um, I loved when you said, write the sentence, I'm a person who would never blank and fill it in and then look at what that blank is and think about maybe doing it and just seeing what the experience is like. Exactly. Those kinds of things that you said that I thought really grabbed me, yeah. That's, that's wonderful because I was really hoping that although if you go through the book, there are actually over 200 individual ideas for inspiration, it's like you can do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that people will use this as a starting point and it will just sort of get them thinking in a certain direction and they can go on from there because each one of us has to approach everything from a standpoint of what we find interesting, what we find possible, what, and, and that the possible comes from physical limitations or financial limitations. Mm-hmm. Not everybody mm-hmm. can take a road trip or, uh, mm-hmm. or it could be health issues. Um, I've said before, one of the things I would like to do one day is to hike down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been down there by helicopter, but mm-hmm. I really want the experience of walking it. Mm-hmm. But I've got a knee that does not cooperate very well with you know, incline. So I'm not sure if I can do that or not. So it's a matter of instead of saying I can't do 
I, I can't see the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Well, maybe there's another way to do it. And as we go through life, we're always going to have limitations or restrictions or uh, certain things that go on that's going to change how we do something. And today, as we deal with COVID, it's kind of the same thing. Well, I miss having dinner parties and I miss getting together with friends. But once we kind of all figured out how to do Zoom or online meetings, you realize, well, we can all order from the same restaurant and hop on a Zoom and actually have a dinner party and talk about the food and talk about our week. It's not the same, but it's sort of the same. And by doing things in a little bit different way, we can still have these great experiences and do these fun things. And, you know, uh, we adapt. We -hmm. adapt. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've been to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and so I can give you <laughs> suggestions about it, but, but um, it does take a toll physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got you've gotta to have that knee ready. <laughs> yes, but, but I, I get your point totally is, yes, is that we can do it in small ways. It doesn't have to be the bigger goals and plans and dreams. It can be everyday life, yeah. Exactly. It's such a big, wide world, and there are so many things to do. And I think as, as a life goal, we need to try to experience as much of that as possible, just to have a well-rounded life experience, because when you're done, you're done. Right, right. Yes, right. So, right, rather than trudging through the day and uh, making each day unique and important in and of itself. Uh-huh. Yes. So what are, um, yeah, and I think for everyone out of those 200 ideas, and I agree with you, it is a jumping off point, but out of those 200 ideas, which are wonderful uh, for people starting out, um, it, it gives you, you know, it, it really does give you a sense of what, what those possibilities are. Um, It's going to, different things are going to stand out for different people, you know. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's, again, part of that interest in life. Um, When I first started working on this, there were a number of people that I sort of kept in mind as I was writing it. And, Mm -hmm. Some of them were friends from uh, a few years back that were getting ready to retire after 20 years in the military. And they say, wow, you know, it's it's scary when you have one of those structured careers, mm-hmm. whether it's in, in the military or maybe law enforcement or even as a teacher, you know, because those tend to be the careers where as you get closer to that, you know, 50, 60, 65 that you're looking at retirement and you have to move on to a different phase of what you do. But there's so much of your identity tied up in that career. It becomes really scary thinking about doing something else. And you end up with this, wow, what, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And how do I approach life? And that's where it gets very interesting. But women have the same problem. If you have been maybe stay at home and now you're an empty nester, 
Mm-hmm. How do you deal with this quiet house? Or if you're single and you've had this long career and now you're going to retire, you don't have somebody to retire with. <gasps> what are you going to do with all this time? And so those were the concepts that I really wanted to look at. Oh, I mean, even business owners, I'm, I'm part of, you know, different small networking groups where, you know, I met with a group on Tuesday morning and one of the business owners, she works, she's single, owns a successful manufacturing business, works all the time. And her goal in the last two weeks was to take two days off and unplug and leave town and we were all celebrating that she actually did that. Oh, how fabulous. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you got to start somewhere. But it, it's, um, it is uh, very challenging for some people to unplug mm-hmm. and really be out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you get so used to what your routine is and you think, well, if I'm not doing this, what am I doing? You know, it's it's not like I can pick up and 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 fly off to the beach or something. So what do I do with two days off? Or as you look at, you know, scaling back to part time, oh, what would I do with twenty five hours a week? More. Ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the ideas come in. Mm-hmm. That's where the inspiration comes in. And uh, a lot of the challenge checklist that I put into each chapter. Those were the starting points. Oh, you're an entrepreneur and a businessman. Wow, here are uh, five really great things that you might love to do as an entrepreneur, but not actually working. They're fun things to do. Um, you know, if you, you can volunteer for the local theater group to run the front office. An office manager can do that as a volunteer, and it becomes fun because you can pretty much stop the work at any point in time and you run into the theater and you socialize and you talk to people and I don't know, maybe get a bit part in the production. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the other piece about um, the book that you talk about is the spontaneity, spontaneity piece that, you know, your, um, your story about, you know, the winery and the, the seeing the sign as you're driving along and, well, yeah, you could keep going and get to your destination on time. and But what does on time mean? There's nobody really waiting at the other end for you. And why don't we take this diversion and see what kind of what kind of mischief and fun we can get into? Exactly. Yes, you just mm-hmm. don't know. You mm-hmm. just don't know the fun that's mm-hmm. there until you stop. And it, it wasn't just about the winery. It became also about meeting some new people and making some new friends and mm-hmm. and actually dancing to a polka. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, yeah, and, and for those of us that are business um, owners who are very goal-driven, the book is nice because you do have at the end of each chapter related to that topic, you do have a checklist of what you... Um, called challenges and and a person can go through and work with those I mean you can take the book philosophically or you can use it pragmatically you know lots of lots of ways to work with the book very nice 
we're, we're going to have to take another break, Heidi, but when we come back, I, I want to talk about some of, uh, some of those activities and maybe some that aren't in the book that m- may have come up for you in the, well, you published during COVID, so I'm sure you thought about it. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. Okay, great. So, great. We'll be right. We'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation, offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals, available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls, will work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, this is Nancy, and I'm here with award-winning author Heidi Herman, and we're talking about her newest book, On With the Butter, Spread More Living Onto Everyday Life. So when we left uh, uh, off a couple minutes ago, I was asking about COVID um, safe activities. You've got a lot offered in your book, and actually, a lot of those, um, if you're if you do with a member of your pod, as I call it, or family, um, certainly would be safe to do. But um, what, what, you know, here you were writing this book, and suddenly, we're in this pandemic. How did that um, find its way into your book? Or what kind of thinking have you had since then? I, I think, uh, for me personally, it was a little bit different, because um, my primary home base is in South Dakota. And mm-hmm. We are naturally socially distant in South Dakota <laughs> because we just don't have the the population density there. And, you know, there are many days where I might only interact with three or four other people um, there. But um, we, we travel quite a bit in other places that we're at and uh, major metro areas. We definitely saw a difference in how we 
could interact and even the types of things that we could do. You no longer called people up and said, hey, meet us down here for dinner um, or come over, we'll have a fish fry. You couldn't just open your home and have, you know, 10 people come over from three different families because they weren't part of the same, as you say, the same pod. Um, And we found each other, uh, you know, we would go to visit the neighbors because it's just, it's so ingrained in our daily process and in how we live our life is that we, we socialize and we connect. And it was odd because, you know, we would come into somebody's driveway and they would come outside and we would all be, almost standing military style with our hands folded behind our backs to kind of ensure that we don't forget and touch or hug and, you know, standing 10 or 12 feet apart um, and just kind of enjoying the sunshine and being outside. And you almost feel like it's that, that moment when you're leaving right before you get in the car where you, you're standing on the sidewalk, but that became the whole visit. And so it's like, Oh, this, this is odd, but You wanted, we wanted to interact with our friends and and see them, but we had to maintain this because I'm, I'm 53, my husband's 10 Mm -hmm. years older, and many of our friends Mm -hmm. are 60 and 70 and have underlying conditions. And it definitely was something that we had to be very aware of, not to um, put anyone in danger. And because we travel, Um, there were times that we would go through five or six different states and have to stop at gas stations or at a fast food restaurant or um, there there was uh, one occasion where I had to stop at a hotel. I just had no choice. Um, So some of that you kind of were exposing yourself um, Mm -hmm. to this danger. And then you had to just be aware well, for the next couple of weeks, I'm really going to have to keep my distance just in case, you know. Um, but we have found that so many things um, as far as activity, and you kind of talked a little bit before about exercise is important, but activity is important too. Because sometimes exercise is, is super important to our physical well-being and to to stay healthy, But activity not only um, keeps our brains fresh and engaged, but it's just the routine. Because if you don't get up and move around and and keep, as as my mom said, you know, kind of keep those juices flowing, um, you're not going to have the motivation to do your yoga or your workout or a walk. If you sit in your chair and watch TV or read a book, and especially because the remote's right there and everything, you you kind of get a little rusty in your movement and you're far less likely to say, oh, now I want to jump up and, and do something. And it's one of the things that I put in the book. We need to think as we get older about adding activity, not limiting it. So much of our life, we want it to be efficient and we want it to be easy and we want it to be quick. And that's why, you know, I talk about how we organize our kitchen and we want, you know, plates, cups, glasses, everything convenient. Whereas when I realized I wasn't getting enough activity, especially with COVID, uh, and I found a lot of time I was in the house, I wanted to actually rearrange things and cause myself more steps. And so 
I now have to make three or four different trips across my kitchen to prepare different things because I've deliberately made it inconvenient. And mm-hmm. my my step tracker on my phone mm-hmm. is so happy now because I'm, I'm doing so many more steps just inside the house because I've made it more complicated. So I don't know whether everybody would want to do that or not, but <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it can work, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, the power of the internet has certainly um, come into all of our lives. And I still work with seniors every day who say, I don't have the internet, I don't have a computer. And um, I think, you know, for them, it can be limiting. But, um, you know, that's what they choose. And that's fine. But for the many people who are, um, getting on computers and and finding Zoom, um, there are, you know, most of the let's say in the area of the arts, um, the arts have worked very hard, very quickly, to rearrange how they present themselves, and so um, people can find things at events and performances and. Um, tours. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. Um, and for those type of activities, I kind of put some of those resources in the book, whether you need to go to the events tab on Facebook or Gold Star or Eventbrite or uh, Groupon or Living Social. There are so many out there. And I tried to kind of put some of those links in and actually added a resource section in the back of the book with a lot of blank lines that you can add in all your personal favorites. But there are ideas on, you're right, you can watch a comedy show through Mm -hmm. the internet. You can go on a, a virtual tour of an art museum, but you can also take music lessons. You can take, I'm I myself, I'm, I take language lessons. And mm-hmm. there are so many different things that you can do now, mm-hmm. additional resources for activities oh. and learning. Beginner yoga classes, chair yoga, um, stretching. Uh, yeah, all those things we can find either on the internet or on some of the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix has a huge abundance of um, classes movement classes that people can take. Yes. So, well, this is, um, I'll tell you, for me, um, this will become a standard uh, for most of my friends. I have a friend who, uh, well, she was hoping to retire this summer. She might not. But, um, yeah. And she's gonna. But she's buying a having a van custom made, so she can simply travel for a couple of years. I love that. Wouldn't that be fun. Yes, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. that's that's just wonderful to see the country and experience stuff and stop wherever you want and ah. And so many people her. have discovered that they can work um, through this medium. That I have another friend who's buying an RV and um, she's going for a year, she's going to work from her RV and go to 10 different States where she has either clients or fam or friends and, um, and find a way to work that way just for fun. 
Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Yes. So. But um, supporting that type of lifestyle, uh, what Habitat for Humanity actually has that RV program where you could go and you park your RV and you volunteer for that little uh, local uh See, another great Project. idea I yeah. didn't know anything about. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yes, it so, is. Yeah. It's... Good for you. So so what's next? What's percolating? <laughs> <laughs> you, you will I... be one of those writers <laughs> as you age that we will welcome. Um, I, I think I, I am continuing on this broad path of multi-genre. Um, I did have a wonderful time writing the novel, which, of course, I had some Icelandic elements in there. Yeah. And I have I have a novel series, uh, women's fiction, that I've been working on. But then I have a fabulous new book that is along the same lines as On With the Butter, but it is also a novel. So mm-hmm. that is a lot of fun to work on. And I'm mm. working on a cookbook and uh, a few other things. So, yeah. Good for you. Stay in busy. <laughs> I'm busy having fun exploring the world. Good for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes. That's great. Well, I, um, I really appreciate you coming on. I will, um, I will be looking for um, uh, Never Too Late, your, your mother's, the book that you finished in honor of mom or for mom, with mom. Um, and I think you said something about, so you're on Instagram. You have a lot going on on Instagram as well. Yes, I, I have Instagram and I, I do a little Twitter, not much. <laughs> and right. and uh, yeah. On With The Butter does have a Facebook page so people can, can join and, and get some more ideas. I try to oh, post some, nice. some new activities all the time out on our Facebook page. So oh, very good. Very look good. for that. Well, thank you. I've just started um, interviewing authors, and I'm I appreciate you coming on and making this um, an enjoyable experience for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm rather new at, at talking with um, folks writing books, but I think it's an important part of um, you know for me to talk to those who are either aging themselves or have family members they care about mm-hmm. who are aging to to hear about some of the some of the more positive inspirational works that are out there um, because so much of aging can be a challenge. Absolutely. I love talking about it, and I, I so appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you. This has yes. been fun. <laughs> so Heidi Herman, thank you for joining me. You can uh, find her on HeidiHerman.com and on Facebook. On With the Butter is the name of her new book, Spread More Living in, Onto Everyday Life. And thanks for being with me today. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week to Aging Life Network. Please join host Nancy Oriola for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to talk again.